This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Guys, welcome back. Episode 110. That's right, 110 episodes of the Morning Skate. Who would have thought that we'd make it this far? Just battling week in, well, every two weeks in, just getting after it, trying to get it going. Uh, we were on a bit of a hiatus. It was Thanksgiving break. Hal came home, hung out with the boys. We got in one a few times. Uh, we're just we're kind of struggling right now. So right now it's Ked. If you've never listened to this, I'm Ked. I'm a, I'm a perennial fourth liner with first line beer league talent. Uh, Hal, say what up? How's how's up in Maine? Living the goddamn dream. How's it going, buddy? It's all right, dude. I don't. I mean, it's a struggle. Uh, it's Wednesday. You ever just get to like a Wednesday night and you're like, oh my god, there's two more days of this. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I had a tough Sunday, but it's gonna be a good podcast. I think it's gonna get my hopes up. Um, and we got uh. Bizdev Dale is here tonight, and he's going to be doing stats for us. So what's up, Bizdev? Happy to be here, boys. Bizdev Dale. You can find me in the corners. Find me in the analytics section of your podcast. All right, Dale. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Hal, you nailed it in terms of, like, I can't believe it's only Wednesday. We have two more days of this shit. And jumping on even more Monday, we got, like, 20 inches of snow, so I kind of, quote-unquote, worked from home, pretty much just plowed all day, so in reality, I'm working on a four-day week, and for some reason, dude, it feels like this week is taking a goddamn month, right? Am I the only one who feels this way? Yeah, I mean, I worked Monday, though, dude, so, like, so, like, I, I sat in traffic for, like, an hour and a half, dude. I watched people drive off the road like fucking idiots. I just, I experienced that. Biz Dev Dale ran off the road this week. Yeah, that's right, dude. Like, on your way to hockey. Yeah, yeah, funny story. Um, uh, Hockey was 8.30. I left my house at 8.16. In the middle of a snowstorm. You think you'd leave early. (laughs) Yeah, 8.15, Sunday night. It was, there was like 12 inches on the ground, and I almost got hit by a car. So I kind of put on the brakes and just felt. Skidded off the road to the right. My parents came and got me out. All good. Does that change? Does that change your mind on Subarus being the safest cars on the road? That they can <laughs> handle all t- all sorts of terrain. No, no. The suit that the car I drive is like the best car in the snow. It's just that was completely my fault. But I didn't tell my dad I wasn't paying attention. I just 
I just told him and went off. <laughs> can I can I just say really quick though? I I have this firm belief that if you have snow tires, you need to grow up. I think Let's, if you don't have snow tires, you need to grow up. You're a fucking liability out there, dude. Oh, no, dude, maybe maybe if you have a truck, I can see like a truck if you're trying to plow and you actually need friction and stuff like that. But if you're driving a Subaru Outback and you can't make a right-hand turn in seven inches of powder, dude, then you don't deserve the snow tires. I kind of agree with that, dude. But I had a Chevy Cobalt, dude, and if I didn't have snow tires on that thing, it just did not move. Yes, I, I live at the bottom of the hill in my Hyundai Elantra. Sometimes I make it like 30. I have, to, I have to sit at this stop sign and make a sharp right. And as soon as the sharp right starts, it's, a, it's just an incline up a hill. And I always, always make it like 30 to 40% of the way up the hill. I have to turn around and then I just drive the other way, like ten extra minutes. Yeah, yeah. Be, uh, you can't. You have to try it. You can't. No, not. I don't want it, dude. I don't. I don't deserve it, and I don't want it. So that's that. That little bit of snow talk. If you guys are still tuning in, we're a hockey podcast. We're gonna jump into it right now. NHL in the news. Play the music. <laughs> are back we're just gonna get uh, a couple fines out of the way um two things happened i think it was tuesday night uh nashville's ryan johansson was fined five thousand dollars the maximum allowable under the cba for elbowing t- tampa Bay's braden point uh hal just recently saw the video i watched it a couple times earlier today i didn't like really dissect what was going on but in in my eyes I think it's kind of a bullshit thing. Like, do you think that was an on-purpose elbow? Maybe I'm just out of nowhere. It's weird because normally the elbow is kind of like where all the action is happening, but he kind of threw like a reverse-looking elbow. I just – I don't know if it was on purpose. What did you have on that? Yeah, I'm trying to come up like – I'm trying to – Evander Kane's the guy who also cold-clocked Matt. We're talking talking Ryan Johansson right now. Fuck. This has been such a long week. Ryan Johansson – yeah, on Braden Point. All right, so just so everyone knows, I'm not a complete idiot. You literally didn't even start in the fucking order that we set this up in. I know, because I was saving it because I knew that we were going to talk about Evander Kane a little bit longer than Ryan Johansson, but I didn't know this was going to happen, so I probably should. Do you want you want to start this over and we can start with Evander Kane? No, I don't. Dude, I don't have a ton on this one on the Ryan Johansson. I'm still 50-50 on it, too. I think at the end of the day, Ryan Johansson's kind of overpaid anyway, so $5,000, like, what does that really mean to him? Yeah, um, yeah I, I think... I think $5,000 actually kind of makes sense in, in the sense it is a headshot, but I think it's accidental. So, like, in today's NHL to, like, appease people, I think a $5,000 fine is perfect. Like, you, like, are punishing them, but, like, if you're someone who's complaining that this should be a suspension, I don't think I agree with that. Hey, BizDev, are you good at math? Because if you are, can you find out how much money Ryan Johansson makes a year and compare that to, like, a $50,000 salary and see how much that fine would be? This is a big test, dude. Yeah, like a percentage. Yeah, give me give me a percentage. So he he got fined five thousand. Find out how much he makes, and then do like how much he makes over five thousand equals fifty thousand over X, and figure that out. Well, it's just ten percent of his salary. But yeah, I just I just uh, I just started a timer. So what did did you have anything on this kid while he looks at? I just, I, just I, I don't know, man. I guess fine him for sure. I get as long as he didn't get suspended. I understood that. The other the one that I had an issue with though. The Vander Kane got fined $5,000 for elbowing Washington's Radko Gudis. 
one, it wasn't really an elbow. It was more or less kind of like a butt end to the face. I don't know if the butt end was sticking out, but like he just hammered him in the side of the head. He saw Rakko Gudis coming. He purposely hit him in the head, and you only find him $5,000. For a league that cries about, you know, player safety, headshots, being under being under the rug about concussions and the history about sh- shit like that, that's just ridiculous to me. I wrote a blog about it today being like, how you know, how many games is he going to get? And then literally two seconds later, oh, only $5,000. So that was bullshit. Bizdev Dale's ready with the numbers. So here it is. 800,000. That's not even. That's, that's not what I was going What do you mean? It's 10% of an $8 million salary. No, it's not. It's five. No, it's $5,000, dude. It's $8 million salary. So it was like. All right. So five. <laughs> $5,000 is 10% of a $50,000 salary. He makes $8 million a year, dude. Uh, I'm going to do this. Hal, what do you have? Here's really quick. I just want everyone to know that BizDev Dale, like, I cheated off the same kid in math class as you in 10th grade, dude. I know that I know that you're not fucking crunching the numbers correctly. I have a couple of things. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just think I misunderstood the question. but You did. Evander Kane. Vander Kane, I just talked about how they got the Ryan Johansson one right. This one was wrong. I think you're right in the fact that it was definitely a dirty elbow. Uh, I can't tell if Ked's done. I don't think he is. So it's definitely a dirty elbow. I have, like, three takes on this. Number one, uh, Evander Kane's kind of, in a weird way, like a man of the people. He's kind of like Robin Hood. Like, he knocked out Matt Cook. He threw an elbow at Radko Gudis. Like, okay, I don't know. I'm ready. Do you want to know if you're making $50,000 salary a year? This fine would be $31.25. Okay, exactly. All right, so we can move on from that. That's definitely the, that's definitely the number that I was looking for. Uh, so, yeah, what Vander Kane does is absolutely wrong. Um, but I don't know. It's weird that he always does it against people that, like, the public usually hates. Two, Racco Gudis, like, every, the Bruins are playing the Capitals this year, and I totally forgot he was a Capital it actually scared the crap out of me. I was like, oh, my God, Racco Gudis is on the Capitals now. Like, this is a nightmare. Uh, three, I'm over Tom Wilson. I actually still like him as a player a lot. But you can't come at Jumbo throw with the, Jumbo Joe with the cup chirp, dude. That, that was too much for me. I didn't appreciate it. Um, that's Jumbo Joe. Show some respect. Number four, another diss. Can I, can, wait, before you get in, can I just pause you with the Joe Thorne thing? Because I think that was 100% skewered to make people think that's what happened. He said the ring thing into, because Joe Thorne told him that he was too afraid to fight Ryan Reeves. Exactly. And Evander Kane says, well, Ryan Reeves is in the press box and I still got the ring. I don't think that was a shot at Joe Thorne as much as it was a shot to Ryan Reeves. But I, know, dude, I, think, I, think, I think the media came out to make it look like he was – Going at Joe Thorne, I don't think that's why. I don't like the words Joe Thorne. Joe Thorne, talking to Joe Thorne about rings, like, that's just a topic you don't bring up, dude, okay? Like, I don't bring up your second dog that no one in your family likes, dude, all right? So we don't have to bring up Joe Thorne in rings. My last point on that is this cheap shot happened. Evander Kane did this while Tom Wilson was on the ice. Brandon Lemieux fought Tom Wilson, like, a week ago. Are people less scared of Tom Wilson? Um... Yeah, it, it's kind of a weird move. I think I think that fight would have happened. It's just the fact that Ovechkin got there first. Because Tom Wilson was skating over there, and Ovechkin kind of headlocked him. I kind of wish Ovechkin didn't do that. In terms of we could have seen a Wilson-Kane fight, but at the same time, it, like Ovechkin being your captain, pretty nails thing to go up there and be like, what the fuck's going on, dude? Because, I mean, Ovi throws the body and shit. How often do you see Ovi actually get in the face of people? Right. So no, I, I agree with that. I mean, I like Ovechkin's move. I'm just saying I... Like, it's weird to me. I felt like for a lot of time Tom Wilson was bullying the league, and I think 
different teams, different players are starting to basically say, like, I'm still going to do, like, rat stuff on the ice while you're right here with me. Do you know what I mean? I totally get it. And uh, before, before we move on, I just want to reiterate the fact that Ryan Johansson's fine to a person making $50,000 a year was only $31.25. Like, thanks, Kevin. Yeah, you're, you're welcome, BizDev. Fail. The first fail. All right, moving on. Uh, this is going to be all pretty much New Jersey Devil shit because I got this so wrong. At the beginning of the year, I said the Devils could be a playoff team. Way out on that. Uh, they fired Coach Hines. Uh, I mean, at a combined negative 88, Detroit and New Jersey account for 43% of the league-wide negative goal differential. It's almost half. Uh, I found this one interesting. Two years ago, the Devils rode Corey Schneider, Keith Kincaid, and Taylor Hall to a playoff appearance. John Hines was in the Jack Adams conversation. Hall won the Hart Trophy. Now the goalies are both in the AHL. Shout out, Emoji Boy. Hall is likely on the way out of New Jersey, and Hines is done. And just to play one more into Taylor Hall, this is now the eighth different coach that Taylor Hall has had since entering the league, and the number's probably going to grow by the end of the year. It's his 10th season. Uh, turmoil in New Jersey. I had them being a good team. However, like I'm completely okay with this Devils. I'm a Rangers fan. That's just what happens. What do you have on the New Jersey Devils? Did you think that they were going to be a good team? I thought they had the pieces, but it just clearly didn't work out. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I I did like the Devils at the beginning of the year. It really sucked. I'm having I'm having a tough time with this too. I think I've been pumping this on the podcast all season. The Devils, uh, the NHL is more fun when the Devils are relevant. Like, I, I love when they're like, the big bad Devils. I thought they had that potential. Like, Subban's kind of hated. Uh, Miles Wood's a fun player to watch. Like, I Wait, don't know. add some grit, dude. Yeah. Fizzavdale send fucking messages, dude. It's throwing me way off. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of thrown off by that. You mentioned the Taylor Hall down, downfall. I would trade him quick. There's definitely a team that's going to pay. Unless you think you're going to get more at the trade deadline. But if you walk away empty-handed, then you're bad at your job. Uh, P.K. Subban was brought in um, was brought in to like be this big defenseman for them, too. He got walked by Matt Grizzlick. I don't know if you saw that. It was going around the internet like a week oh, ago. Yeah. Sean uh, Avery tweeted at him or tweeted about it. I forget what he called it, but he, he put P.K. Subban on blast. Yeah, so that that was tough, dude. Uh, and I, I someone, I think it was like Barcel Jordy or somebody, tweeted out that the Flyers signed uh Jason Demers to be like their shutdown third pair defenseman he has as many points as PK Subban right now so and everything's going wrong in New Jersey like uh I don't know man if I were them I would seriously thinking about selling because at the end of the day I think if you you're able to keep like the young kids that are actually good like Hughes and Heashier like if you keep that too and I know Heashier is not an unbelievable piece but he is a good young player you keep Will Butcher and then you keep some of your role players like Miles Wood Blake Coleman if you keep those guys around you trade out the superstars and you rebuild. I think I think you'll be able to build the team the right way. So I don't think it's like it's it's all like for not. But if I were them, I would like kind of hit the pause really quick and be like, are we really still going to try to go for this? No, I completely agree. The only thing is, is those superstar players that you want to move out, like you don't really have that much leverage in terms of Taylor Hawks. You're not going to resign him, and whatever whatever team he goes to, it's not definite that he's going to sign there. So you're not going to get as much as what you would have gotten. A player like Wayne Simmons would be a really good piece to add at the trade deadline. But again, big contract. Same thing. I mean, the, the contracts that they have there on those guys that you can move out aren't that great. So I don't know how many teams can get them. And if they do get them, like what they're willing to give up to get them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, uh, I didn't even, I completely agree with all that. I think it was the right move to fire John Hines too. Should have like fired John Hines a while ago. Yeah. John Hines shouldn't have been the coach 
that came into the season with this team realistically like it should have happened before the season you heard rumblings last year so so that was a that was a fall on them the funniest part about this for me i gotta make sure i didn't make it one of my heroes or zeros of the week i didn't louis Domingue. so louis Domingue, i do not like louis Domingue. he was like the cockiest backup goalie in tampa it's like oh we're winning 97 games in the regular season i'm louis Domingue. like look at me and my antics and the three stars he like he was chirping the Bruins once in a, a press conference to see that ridiculous goal go in and for Louis Domingue to be like throwing his stick in the air while the Devils are down 5-0 in the first period was like was pretty funny to me. Like the dude was on top of the world, had the best backup job like ever last year, and now he's out here just getting lit up for the Devils. Yeah, it's shocking, right? Who who would have thought Louis Domingue would suck as a goalie? Uh, quick shout out to Mackenzie Blackwood. I, again, I do the Thunder games, the ECHL team for Adirondack Thunder, and, like, I look around the league, whatever teams we play, I check the their rosters, see if there's any, like, potentially high draft picks, and, like, I get to hang out with a lot of the backup goalies on the opposing team because they, they sit next to where I do my shit. And I always ask, hey, is there anybody, and there's never really anybody. Mackenzie Blackwood was a member of the Adirondack Thunder, so he came from all the way in the East Coast League, and now he's pretty much the starter in New Jersey. I think that's a pretty cool story. I mean, when you walk around the rink, you see people with Blackwood jerseys on. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That was a good point. What else, what else do we have? Uh, I mean, I would think that Biz Devdale would be way more dialed in instead of relacing his Timberland boots, but uh, yeah, so, we'll, we'll so move I, on. So I, no, I actually, did you say that Keith Kincaid is now back in the AHL? Yeah. Okay, so the only time I ever felt like an insider was when I was working for the Albany Dunn and Keith was the star goaltender. The president of the organization came up to me. We were just talking, and he was like, "Keith Kincaid, he's he's going to replace Brodeur. He's he's or uh, it was Corey Schneider at the time. He was like, oh yeah, he's our next big guy. Like all this stuff." And I got to clear his crease, so I felt pretty cool about that. But <laughs> that turns out turns out he's back down there. All right, dude. So so far, this does he's driven off the road and he's cleared Keith Kincaid's crease. Yeah, and he and he told us that uh, it's a comparable to eight million dollars. So one for three, I guess. Uh, moving on, I put this on here with forty points, nine goals, thirty-one assists, and twenty-nine games. John Carlson becomes the first defenseman since Al McKinnis, fucking absolute legend for the St. Louis Blues, had a rip of a shot uh, to record forty points in twenty-nine games, and just the second defenseman since nineteen seventy-nine, nineteen eighty. I put this on here for two reasons: one, because How's our defensive specialist? I would like to hear what he has to say about it. And two, I've never been a John Carlson guy. Like I know he had that no look against Canada. Just he's never really, his game's never been like, oh, dude, John Carlson's sick. Have I just been like sleeping on these this guy for however many years? Because he has fucking sick points. I just he's not like that flashy kind of defenseman like an Eric Carlson or like a Brent Burns of some sort. But like John Carlson's a fucking awesome defenseman. The Hall of Famer probably, I'd think. Geez, I don't – Hall of Fame, I don't think he's at Hall of Fame yet. Like, I know – I mean, he has, like, eight more years to me to prove that he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, to be a Hall of Fame defenseman, you got to be playing till like, you're 35 years old at, like, a very elite pace. So, I would not put him there yet. I, I agree. I think something with John Carlson – like, I'm sure in the past on this podcast, way back in the day, I, I used to always think, like, he was one of those guys that was the absolute perfect number two. But I never thought he could be the number one. They cleared out Mike Green – um and Carlson came in and he just took over and he flourished I mean he's a great defenseman he's definitely if he was my number one I would be happy dude no question about it um but if you told me 
um, that he was like in the same sentence Al McKinnis like four years ago, I would have told you that's incorrect. So that's pretty cool. I think I jumped the gun on the whole Hall of Fame talk too because realistically, like he started putting up points three years ago. Yeah, so he's all, never won a Norris. I mean, maybe he's won a cup. He's been a, he's been the Washington Capitals guy for ever. Yeah, dude. I no, I completely agree. And I was just, I mean, we were gonna transition into this, but World Juniors is next week. We'll probably talk more about World Juniors the following week. But you mentioned his goal against Canada. I was just looking at that team because. Looking back, like, don't you always think about that 2010 team as being a legendary team? Where oh, yeah. They finally won gold and they beat Canada and it was awesome. Yeah. Like, the names on this team are crazy. Like, Derek Stefan was the leading scorer of 15 points. J- Jerry Domingo was the second leading scorer on the team. Danny Christo. It's supposed to be sick. Danny Christo, dude, that guy got frostbite walking to he, – he went to North Dakota – was walking to a party, one of his boots fell off, he walked the whole way, and then he got frostbite. He was out for, like, the whole year. They thought he was going to lose his toes. Yeah, exactly, dude. Fucking, these names are just, I don't know. It's just a really weird team to look back. You think these World Junior teams are sick and all these kids are going to be studs, but then you see, like, Phil McRae was on this team. Uh, Rosh up in front of you, like, how many of them had, like, legitimate NHL careers? Carlson, Stepan. Ryan Lashoff. The best players on the team, Cam, Cam Fowler, Jason Zucker, Jake Gardner, Tyler Johnston. Uh, John Carlson, Chris Kreider, Kyle Palmieri. Okay. So, I mean, really, it's not that bad. And then Jack Carpenter was the goal. Jack Campbell was the goalie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not bad, but it's not like you're – like, if you were to read a Team Canada team, like, I'm pretty sure you would have just an absolute stacked fucking lineup. Do you have the Canadian team that year? No. Um, but what I was going to say, too, is, like, if you look at that roster, though, like, if you had any of those guys making the uh, U.S. national team other than – john carlson like the olympics you'd be like oh god like here we go again do you know what i mean yeah so i don't know that's all i have on that there it is well we're gonna end up getting into more world juniors talk as as the month goes on uh check out team sweden they have a couple new york rangers prospects i'm looking forward to watching that um this one's gonna hurt you how a little bit so a recent report came out had all 50 states and what team each state likes the most and there's only one nhl team that qualified as the most popular team in any u.s state and that team was your very own Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, how much did this hurt you? What's going on in your head? What, like, what, what, tell me more. That's All I have to say about this, dude, it's pretty simple. I mean, in a couple of months, I don't, maybe it's a year, uh, John Gruden and, and the Raiders are going to be coming into town. And it's, that poll would no longer be accurate. That team is made for Vegas. Um, I mean, dude, I'm not, the one thing I'll say is like, I'm happy that it actually worked out. Like, I'm happy there's fans. Um, I think the fans have actually kind of calmed down since like they're not in the Stanley Cup final and for one season and all of a sudden it's kind of like, oh my God, like there's actually a grind to this. So I like their fan base. I still don't like the team. I hate the way they're constructed, but yeah, I mean, there's going to be an NFL team there in like a couple of weeks. Like, let's just pump our brakes. Yeah. I mean, I've got some Las Vegas intel. I aren't they the only sports team besides what is there an NBA team? I don't think there's any other sports team. Yeah, dude, you know, you're 100% right. They are, there is, they're the only, like, major league team. They have, like, AAA baseball or, like, D-League basketball, but they have nothing else. So, good point, BizDevDale. Cat House is probably closed now, too, since that guy passed away. Yeah, dude, plus uh, Tate Martell is, like, the best quarterback to ever come out of that state, and he's, like, a fifth-string wide receiver for Miami now. So, like, that's Miami. That is true, dude. What's next? Uh, last NHL news story, uh, Mark Borecki, 
is returning calls from Vancouver police who require a statement after he foiled the robbery by clotheslining a guy in a bike who had stolen a bag, and then he wrestled him down and retrieved the bag. I laughed, like, out loud at work when I read this story. Could you imagine this guy being like, yeah, I'm going to grab this girl's bag on my bicycle. You grab it, you think you get away, and the next thing you know is you have Boryaki, Boryetsky looking at you just fucking just ready to fucking tilt you. And then you get clotheslined and wrestled to the ground, and now this guy's a fucking hero. Like, I think that's hilarious. What do you have on this? Yeah, I mean, he's one of our favorite players in the league. It's been a while since Ottawa's had an unreal story, but at the end of the day, Ottawa still – gives us probably the best stories on this podcast every year. I think two years in a row they've given us the best story. So far, this is the the best. Most of them were related to him, too. Remember in the Uber ride, they were all making fun of him about practice and shit? Well, yeah. I mean, I was thinking more of the owner. The owner owner makes us chuckle, too. But the Uber thing was great um, all the way. I, I don't know, man. The one thing I'll, I'll say on this is, like, if that was you and you're Mark Borowetsky, like, are you, are you throwing a – cold shoulder dude are you clotheslining the guy or are you just like being like fuck it i i mean it's hard for me if i'm him i am because he's tough as shit like me myself i'm not that tough so i probably <laughs> would look the other way and pretended like i didn't see anything but like if i'm like that much of a tough guy then yeah i'm probably stepping in dude if i if i put my arm out in front of a robber um and he was like running at full speed he would just run right through my arm that's what i'm saying you probably break your arm in half and then he would just and then he'd beat the shit out of you and then I, steal whatever you have I could see Biz Devdale like tripping the guy. Yeah. I would love to. I would love to see Biz Devdale wrestle a, a fucking robber. I'm gonna wrestle you pretty soon, dude. <laughs> oh, Biz Devdale. All right, so that was NHL in the news. Now we're gonna move on to our Rangers Bruins talk. Uh, I went to this Matt Zuccarello tribute uh, game. It was awesome. The video was unreal. Uh, they tied it up with like. I think three minutes left. Tony D'Angelo won in overtime. I caught a t-shirt from the t-shirt cannon. The entire thing was cool. I put up a video and somebody commented on it. The guy yelling the whole time is annoying. Well, fuck off, dude. I was jacked up. Uh, that, was, that was a pretty cool moment for me. I uh, got home. Rangers played the Bruins on Black Friday. Hal came over. The Rangers were up. I was feeling fucking good. And then they lost in overtime when... David Poshnak, who's probably, what, top three player in the entire fucking league, just made the Rangers look silly. Uh, then we went and lost to uh, Vegas. Vegas looked good. I know you don't like Vegas, but they're just so fucking fast and relentless on the puck. They're a very well-coached team with the right parts there. Uh, I mean, they're, they're fucking good. Sean Day got sent down in the East Coast League. I'm hoping I get to meet him whenever the Maine Mariners play the Adirondack Thunder. I'd like to... You know, say what up, see how it felt to be one of the only people to be eligible to play. And and what league was he in now? The OHL. Yep. And ask him how that ended up working out for him. And then the last thing, Larry Brooks came out today and said the Rangers had too many like talented East-West players and that they should look for another North-South guy. And and he brought up Janevich for Josh Anderson. Anderson, I think, only has like two goals this year, and everybody is pissed off about it. But dude, like we're big Josh Anderson fans. I don't think I would hate that at all. Yeah, that's – I mean, the only – I would love that if I was a Rangers fan. The only thing that just happened is I realized I said Josh Anderson was going to score, like, 30 goals this year. So that's, like – I'm, like, 0 for 15 on fucking predictions this year. God. But, if I mean, if he goes to the Rangers, dude, I mean, I don't know. Does Kako what, – what position does Kako play? Uh, he's a winger. I think he's yeah, he, Josh Anderson would not be the worst person in the world to be on his other side his rookie year. I think that would be a pretty kind of fun line, dude, let Josh Anderson muck it up for Kako. 
Um, I don't know. So I think I said I think he's a winger. I know he's a winger. I just don't know a wing he's on. So I don't yeah. want people to think I'm a fucking idiot. I think Josh Anderson's actually a wild card that plays both sides too, so it's okay. Dude, um, I love Josh Anderson. Heavy fucking game. He sucks to play against in the playoffs. Like him, him on a team on one line and Brendan Lemieux on another line. That I mean, that'd be a hard fucking team to play against. Yeah, no, I agree. What do you uh, have in the Bruins? I mean, they're they're just. I wrote this one down for you at 23 and five, 45 points after 28 games. The Boston Bruins are already 14 points clear of everyone else in their division. That's absurd. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Um, I don't know. I think this is the longest win streak we've had since like 2014. I think they said, or it was something along those lines. I've been saying it all year on the podcast. It's just the same old stuff. The season never ended. It just continued on. They're playing. They're just playing good hockey. Like the reason I think they're a good team this year because they find ways to win like every time there it's like zero zero going into the third or they're down one or two like you know like they're at least going to try to come back I don't know I they've battled through injuries it's been really good three quick notes I was going to make one uh congrats 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 to Yaroslav Halak 500th game and he got his 49th shutout so that's pretty cool Tuka like Tuka got his 500th game like a couple of weeks ago it's kind of cool seeing both of them together I like him as a backup he's I I think he's the best backup in the league right now so shout out to Halak I the fact that he allows Duco to play 40 games a year is fucking awesome two uh Anders Bjork is a player dude 20 games he only has seven points but he's I mean he's had such bad luck with a concussion and then he blew his shoulder out or whatever but this year he's strong on the puck I, I don't think he's gonna be like uh, ever be a top line winger maybe second line I think where he's gonna really succeed is being a great third liner he's fast uh Bruce Cassidy trusts him on the penalty kill now he's getting ice time on the second power play every now and then and every now and then he makes smart plays so I'm really happy with how he turned out and I think it would have been huge if we had him last year last thing dude I know I'm trying to go fast because I'm struggling this episode Jeremy Swayman you Maine's goalie, uh, kid from Alaska. I've been high on this kid for a while, um, and I, I just saw uh, today. Jeremy Swayman has a 9.38 save percentage uh, and 2.11 goals against average for Maine this year. Maine stinks, and right now they're top four in Hockey East, which has not happened in a long time. It's all because of Jeremy Swayman. Uh, the prospect of having a Maine goalie be the starter for the Bruins. He's like at the right age where Tuca's going to be getting older, and they'll need a, a small contract. Just gets me really excited. So that's what yeah. I got. And like, I mean, you main goalies, they they kind of have quite the uh, resume, correct? Yeah, but they're sick, but they're not that sick. I mean, like it's 50-50, like Ben Bishop, good. Jimmy Howard, unbelievable college goalie, questionable NHL goalie. Scott Darling is over in Europe right now. Uh, Garth Snow, like Mike Dunham, like they were all right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they produced Mike all right. sucked. Don't tell me that. Mike Dunham was a serviceable backup goalie and he's also the Bruins goalie coach now so shout out Mike Dunham I hated Mike Dunham dude and Mike maybe it's, I think you dude no it's because we had Richter before and you went from Richter to Dunham and the Rangers weren't that good of a team and Dunham just sucked and it was yeah dude that's not fair dude the cards were stacked against them don't take that out on Mike dude don't take it personally Mike Dunham is like the Mike stand do you remember that relief pitcher the Yankees used to have back in like the 90s and they'd put him out and everybody fucking loved him and he fucking sucked I remember the first Yankee game I ever went to Stan came in and I was with my old man my old he's like why the fuck are you putting Stan in and somebody goes Stan's good and my dad's like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about I was like eight years old but I remember <laughs> shout out to the sheriff and his passionate views on Mike Stan and and Mike Dunham wasn't isn't Gian, Giancarlo Stanton's real name Mike too it is, dude. Mike Stanton stink for the Yankees. 
I had um, my Red Sox player that was like that was Robbie Robbie Ross Jr. the lawnmower dude. Every time I was at a game, he came in. I I loved to heckle him. I just I knew he was gonna walk two guys on base, and if he got out of an inning, it was a goddamn miracle. So I feel I think like he had somebody on your team like in the last two years that was kind of like that that would come in in like the seventh and eighth innings, and he like threw heat, but he always got lit up. Do you know what I'm talking about? On the Red Sox? Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt Barnes, workman. Yes, I don't... Dude, I think it was Barnes. He would always come in and people would be like, ooh, Matt Barnes is in the game. And then he'd get lit up and it's like, okay, Matt Barnes is in the game. All right, what's next, dude? Let's not slander Matt Barnes right now. All right, beer league roundup. Now we're going to kind of get into this. I uh, just want to let you guys know that I'm averaging just under three points a game. Uh, we're 3-3-3 three, three, and three right now. I've never been in a beer league with had this much parity. Like, literally any, any team in this league could win – to win the championship and this is a league where it's normally our team and like two other teams and that's it this year it's crazy like there's one team that uh they literally give up three goals a game have you ever heard have you ever seen or heard of that in beer league where the team only gives up three goals a game yeah so i'll can i, I kind of transition and tell you what yeah I'm yeah saying? my my gm dude my the owner of my beer league team we're not a very good team but that guy knows how to scout goalies even our backups like come in with like team gear and they are good. I, there is nothing better than having a goalie. I don't know what's going on in the league that I play in right now because it's not very good. But 50% of the goalies are super good. And there's a lot of games that like end like 4-3 tops. It's insane, dude. I've never seen like this at all. Normally games like back when we played for Navy Molson, games would be like 17 to like 12. I remember one game we were losing. I think it was 3-12. to 12. We were all buckled. And then we were, like, going into the third period. And we ended up winning, like, 15-12. to 12. Like, we just scored every sh- single fucking shift. And now you have games that are, like, only three goals. It's, it's nuts. Well, dude, I remember, too, the only – and this is so sad that we're reminiscing on our old beer league team. The, our teams were good. When we were actually good at hockey, we, we had really good teams. But we always had a goalie wearing, like, street hockey gear. That was like a manager of a hotel or was like taking dabs in between periods. Like we can never pull it together between the pipes. And, and I, feel, like, I, feel like our goal, I feel like our goalies for the most part are always like jacked. So I remember like the first game of the year they'd walk in and they'd be like ripped and be like, okay, like this kid can play. And then he goes out there and he literally can't even fucking move. Yeah, that's always a tough go, dude. We, we, uh, shout out to Navy Molson. We lost in the championship game back-to-back years in a shootout. Oh, Both years in a fucking shootout. I think I went 0 for 2. So, uh, one last thing about my beer league. My girlfriend uh, came to watch. I scored two goals, had an assist, got in the truck thinking she was going to pump my tires, and then she just talked about her tay the whole time. So, I guess she wasn't that impressed. <laughs> yeah. I, my, my girl has, she has asked so many times if she could come, and I just say no because I know it would just be a disappointment. It's a ballsy move by you, dude, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, it I have a couple of things. So the first, I think I set the tone with my GM. He texted me after the game. I played a great game, which was which was great. To see. But was that the game? That individual text or was that to the team? Individual text, dude. I got it this morning uh, or yesterday morning. Um, before the game, the game was at 10:50. It was the night of the snowstorm. I live like 40 minutes away. Uh, get a text like who's in? I said out. Like sorry, I can't make it tonight. I have a couple things to do. He texts us back like. 20 minutes later, and he goes, and he goes. Uh, teams before us forfeited. Uh, we're going to be playing at 9:50, and I just immediately texted in. I'll be there. <laughs> so he clearly, he could clearly tell that I just did not want to stay up now, like an extra hour and 10 minutes. Like as soon as that slot turned to 9:40, I'll be there. But I don't know. Is that a power move? Or is that rude of me? Yeah. At, at that point, if I said I'm out, am I out? 
any fucking league that schedules a game at 10.50 at night is fucking... That's Bush League, dude. Like, you're not going to get home till 1 o'clock in the morning. And then it takes, like, an hour to fall asleep. On a Monday? Get yeah, so Tuesday's the worst day ever. It's tough, dude. And, and the other thing, too, is... I mean, maybe he was happy because I showed up and there were six forwards and four D. So, so we had like two lines. That's what I'm going to transition to next. So when we were home, we played in a game together uh, with DJ Zumi and it was a lot of fun. Forward in beer league is a thousand times easier than playing defense in beer league. It takes half the effort. It takes half the effort. I scored a goal in that charity game. I did not score a goal in my beer league game. That's in beer league, dude. Here's a couple of things. Beer league defense. That puck, dude. Let me take you through a day of beer league defense. The other team chips it in. You have to skate back. You look far. You pick up the puck. You pick your head up to make an outlet pass. All your forwards are in the neutral zone standing still. You have no pass to make. You try to make a pass. It gets knocked down. Now a guy's coming at you the other way. you got to go gate gap. There's a lot of stopping and starting. There's a lot of moving. Your head always has to be on a swivel. When you play defense on forward, you're just kind of hanging near a defenseman. If you think you see a chance to get the puck, you go get it. Like, it's it's an easier, simpler game. Like, I almost want to play forward in beer league. I see, dude, I kind of disagree with it. Just And I've never really played D in a beer league game. But, like, our defensemen play, like, 30 minutes a night, and so, they're fine. Like, they're not gassed at all. Like, we get off the ice and we're like, oh, we wish we could have played more. So I feel like they're really not moving that much. Maybe maybe the other thing, too, is that I play on a team where we get outshot every game, but we have a good goalie, so we're 5-2. and two. So maybe it's the fact that we're always on our heels and we just score on breakaways, essentially. Um, I don't know, man. I just, for me, playing defense. The other thing with defense is I feel so much shame when the other team scores. But when you're on offense and the other team scores, it's like, where was the defenseman goalie? You know what I mean? There's just no blame on you. So I, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I only have one more beer league roundup thing. So next week I have a game on Monday and then a game on Thursday. Thursday is our office Christmas party. I think I'm skipping it to go play hockey. Yeah. Is that okay? Um, move? I, I've skipped my office party two years in a row. Okay, so I feel good about that. I'm going to go play hockey then. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, you go to one office party, you go to a mall. Like, yeah. you know, I know we have BizDev on here, and he's always trying to make connections and BizDev. But at the end of the day, if I go to an office party, I'm just going to be eating appetizers and drinking a couple of beers and, like, having awkward conversations with people. See, I'm the type of guy that can't just have one drink. So if I go to an office party, I'm going to get buckled. I can't tell you how many times I've gone out with people at my job, and I wake up the next morning, I'm like, I cannot believe these people have not fired me yet. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't want anything to do with that. That's why I don't. That's why I don't participate in happy hour, dude. Because like, I have to drive. I have to drive home. Like I'm going from an office. Like I can't. Right. If I go to happy hour, I'm like gonna be at happy hour for a while. Like, I can't that's do that. So I just don't sense. attend those events. Work, dude. Work parties are so so hard to like manage. Yeah. It's because like half of it is like you have to have fun, and then the other half is like you have to be an adult. And I don't think we're at the point where it should be more adult than it would be have fun. And and at this point in my life, I don't know if we ever will be there. Yeah, and you know what the other thing too, I'll I'll add on to that. Worse than the work party is is like when you go out with people from your office after the work party and like like there's probably there that people there that you're having fun with and you're having a good time, but there's probably like one person that you might say something that they did not like. A hundred percent, dude. A hundred, a hundred. Don't put yourself in that situation because you're with yeah. people. You work with them. They're not your friends. You didn't choose these people. You work with them. Yeah, but you have a couple drinks and you think everybody's your fucking friend. And then That's I'm talking to them the way I talk to you guys. And they're looking at me like, who the fuck is this mewin? Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
she's like, hi, like I'm the head of HR. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Sorry. Speaking of that, I had to take my sexual harassment training <clears throat> this week. Oh man. That, you had to take it. And if you got the questions wrong, you had to rewatch the video and it was a 50 minute video. Luckily I went one for one and killed it, but there were a lot of people that had to like retake this thing over and over and over. How do you fail <laughs> that over and over, dude? I, the questions were like kind of hard, I guess. I don't know. I just, I answered it as if like, you just don't be an asshole. Yeah. It's a fair point, dude. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of telling, like they should keep track of the people who can't pass that test. I bet you like, they, those are your, those are the people so, that you need to put away. There the right was question. so much pressure on me taking this test. I'm like, oh, please do not fuck this up, dude. Cause people are telling me they're averaging your scores and all this shit. And I'm like, let just one and done. I want one and done. Good for you, dude. What's what's next? Uh, now we are going to get into our Patty B voicemails brought to you by Laga Sports. Oh, wait, no. Don Moore's are brought to you by Laga Sports. Patty B's just brought to you by Patty B. Here you go, Patty B. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, we got three questions. First one on the agenda. Let's go. Hey, Morning Skate. Patty B here. All right, question. When a hat trick is scored at a game that you are at, Throw your hat onto the ice or try to make contact. All right, later, guys. Bye. This is a great question by Patty B. If somebody scores a hat trick at a game that you're at, do you throw it on the ice? Now, this is a rule that I've made when I was way younger. When I go to a hockey game, I wear hats. I'm a hat guy. You guys know this. I always make sure I'm wearing a hat that I don't really give a shit about because if somebody scores a hat trick, I'm throwing it on the ice. Secondly, where the fuck do all those hats go? Probably like to charity or something. So people are just wearing dirty ass hats that people wear around. That's disgusting. You've never been to a good Goodwill. That's where Biz Dev Daily to get all of his hats. I was under the assumption that there was just a bag that you could go down and pick up the hats. Oh, you can get your yeah, but maybe that's the case. But how many people are actually going down to get their hat? They should tell you that you can go get your hat back because I didn't know that was a thing. If that's a thing, then I think that's fine. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I Oh, speaking of hats, sorry, I just wanted to get into this really quick. This doesn't have to really do with hats, but the Adirondack Thunder had a teddy bear toss game the other night that the boys went to, and the Adirondack Thunder scored. Everybody's throwing their teddy bears, and then the refs had the balls to fucking call back the goal. So everybody threw the teddy bears, and then they're like, oh, yeah, guys, just kidding, no goal. Yeah, what did you have on that? This is like a, this is kind of a big story. I could not believe this happened. Terrible, you were both there. What, what did you guys have on it? Think about the kids, dude. Think about the kids. My my favorite part was when the the Thunder were playing so bad that the announcer was like, "Uh, you might as well just keep throwing them, guys." <laughs> yeah, dude, that wasn't that wasn't a great look. They ended up not having a goal that game, but like, I couldn't fucking believe that, dude. Like, and and the call the call was brutal. Like, it was for goalie interference, but it really wasn't even goalie interference. Just I cannot believe that that ref just was like that. Yeah, I, that's what I don't get, dude. Like, especially if it's questionable, it wasn't blatant. Just like. Let them play for the teddy bear toss. Like, roll. That's what I'm saying, dude. There's been so many moments in my life, and I can't come up with one on the top of my head, but I know that they've happened, where something happens, and I know that that shouldn't have happened, but it would have been way too much of a hassle to redo what you were doing. So you just kind of, like, you go with it. So maybe it was one of those. But, like, in that circumstance, I would have flipped that around. That was crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Anyway, Hal, you're not a hack guy. You got a big melon on you. But if you were a hack guy, would you throw it over? Yeah, I'm, I have a huge head. Um, I buy the largest hockey helmets and then I have to extend them all the way. And then it takes a couple months for them to fit. Um, but with that being said, I do wear winter hats and look like, like the good thing about winter hats, like the knitted ones, it's like 15 bucks. Like you can go to Carhartt and like get a new one. Like I'm not wearing anything fancy. So if I have a winter hat on me, I'll throw it. I don't even know if that counts. 
Also, a winter hat, I think it's easier to throw because you can just bunch it up in your hand and let it rip. Like, I, yes, you yeah. can. If, uh, yeah, if you, you fold it like print, a sock. Print, you, know? you have to throw like a Frisbee. Yeah, and fold it like a sock. Like, fold it inside out and then toss it like a Frisbee. You're going to get some pretty good uh, pretty good airtime on that. But I don't know. I, I guess I would throw it. BizDev, what about you? I feel like you'd be a guy to be like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I would. I don't know. Situational. If it was a, if it was a huge hat trick, I, I don't know. Probably yeah. not. I, no, you know what, dude? I think you would. You're one of those people that lives for the moment sometimes. Like, I feel like you have a very positive outlook on life. I think as soon as you saw one person throwing their hat on the ice, you would be, like, so ready to throw your hat on the ice. I take that back. I already know your position. Plus, it's more than likely it's going to be, like, a Raiders snapback that's, like, <laughs> like just, Yeah, maybe maybe in 2012, dude. We're not – whatever. Attaboy. All right, next one. Hey boys, coach here. Um, wanted to weigh in on the whole Hathaway suspension. What I don't get is how a guy who is being tied up by a lineman with another guy from a different team, and he takes a sucker jab in the mix of being tied up by a referee. Yeah, disrespectfully at and gets three games I really don't I don't get it how, how can the Department of Players look at that and say yeah that's three games but then you know how many ever years ago Marshan licked Callahan in the face for nothing he just, he just licked him right right from the bottom of his lip to the to his nose he just gave him a nice big old lick I, I, I really don't get how So Hathaway spit in the face. It was, was it Eric Branson? Yeah. And he got suspended three games. I get what he's saying. Really quick, really quick before you continue on your point. Just want to throw it out there. We have a, someone close to me. I'm like 40% sure they're probably still listening at this point. Uh, went to the same school as Hathaway. Um, a school with a bad reputation as is. So I just want to say that's a tough look. That's your alumni. What school's that? I'm not. I'm not going to get into specifics for this person's privacy, but I just hope they hear that. Continue. Is it college or high school? High school. Oh, okay. All right. Didn't know that. Um, yeah. So like, I get what he's saying. Three games for. I think spitting in somebody's face is the most disrespectful thing you can do to, to somebody, right? Like, yeah. if somebody's at least licking you, you're in the vicinity to punch them in the face and do something about it. But if somebody's spitting at you, they're not even close enough to do that. Three games, everybody's pissed off about the whole three-game thing because you see these headshots and they're only getting a game. I mean, Evander Kane got, what do we get, $5,000, whatever. In terms of disrespect, I think that's the most disrespectful thing you could possibly do. So, like, I'm good with three games, and now he's going to – his entire career is going to be like, oh, hey, like, you spin in somebody's face. Yeah, no, I agree, dude. I think that's a it's a tough look for him all the way around. And I agree with you on the point of this. Like, I like Coach. I think you're – arguably our best caller no offense patty b like maybe that was rude of me to say like patty b you actually had a great question this week so i take that back patty b it's your hotline you own this 
but I disagree in the sense if I'm at a bar and someone came up and licked me, I'd be kind of like, all right, like, let's take it easy, dude. Like, are you okay? Like, what's like, what's the problem? If someone came up to me and spit in my face, I would be like, all right, do I have to punch this person now? And I don't want to fight. Like, I just think like spitting is spitting and spitting is like punching and licking is like slapping. Yeah, and also, like, Hathaway's always going to be remembered for spinning on somebody. Brad Marchand's not going to be remembered for licking Ryan Callahan. Brad Marchand's going to be remembered for being a fucking absolute unreal hockey player. Yeah, although it will be a minor, um, it will be, like, a minor thing. You know what I mean? Like, in Brad Marchand, like, it'll still be on the highlight reels. Yeah. Biz uh, Dev, would you rather get spit on or licked? I would rather get punched in the face a hundred times than get spit in the face, dude. I, that guy on Twitter that said the other way was... I don't know. Super crass about it, too. He was. He was. Like, I think all of us would rather get punched in the face than spit on. Yeah, I would much rather get fucking punched in the face than spit on. And we have one more question. Here it is. Skate, how are you now? All right. I'm watching uh, the Jerks and the Panthers on NHL.TV right now because it's the free game tonight. And I noticed that it's Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And it's a... I think it's a branding initiative that makes a lot of sense, hockey fights, obviously, but when you consider the fact that all levels of hockey have made strides over the past few years to try to reduce or eliminate the amount of fighting in the game, does it make sense? I'm kind of wondering your thoughts on this. Anyway, can't wait to hear I mean, he makes a good point. However, I would say this. If you're trying to reduce fighting in the NHL, you're also trying to reduce cancer, so it kind of plays hand in hand. What do you have on that, Hal? Yeah, I know. I completely you agree. Okay? What are you doing? No, I just wasn't I wasn't paying attention at all. All I had to say on this is I actually really agree with this caller. The whole thing is just like, I get what you're saying, kid. It's like, the initiative is really good, but like, he makes a fair point. And if you are going to try to ban hockey fighting, like, you can't be making fighting like a pun for hockey. Like, you can't be like, this is the re- relatable thing. Like, that's rude. Does that, what do you have, dude? I mean, I agree with the caller. My only take is, what what else are you going to call it? It's just a good slogan that rings off the tongue for marketing purposes. And that's why you're here, dude. Hockey what? Cancer. Hockey hockey stones cancer, like the save. What about puck cancer, dude? I like that. Open hit, or hockey throws an elbow at cancer. Gets $5,000 fine. Hockey gets $5,000. That cancer. All right, what's next, dude? All right, so that was the Patty B Hotline. If you guys want to call in, it's 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. Now we're going to get into Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros, brought to you by Logos Sports. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, Hero and Zero time. Let's go. Uh, I'll start on my zero this week. NHL's Ryan Ellis compared hockey to the WWE, saying that moves he saw on Monday Night Raw were pretty impressive. When I think of WWE, I think of wrestling, and I think of fighting, and I just don't think that's what's going on in hockey, so I don't really see any sort of comparison. I think hockey players are way better athletes than John Cena. Is WWE good anymore, dude? You used to always still record it. It years ago. Do you still record it? Dude, I remember, like, you would come over... And I'd be like, all right, we're going to watch Raw now. And you'd be like, Ked, do we really fucking have to do that? I'd be like, yeah, we're fucking watching Raw right now, dude. You got a problem with it, dude? Yeah. That's back when I was on that deer antler steroid shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really watch it anymore. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while. 
Well, I just I don't really see any comparison from hockey to WWE at all. I thought that was a really stupid thing for Ryan Ellis to say. Yeah, no, that's I mean that was a good point. Uh, what do you got? Zero of the week. So I joined beer league and they made me sign up for USA Hockey, so I get the USA Hockey magazines again. Um, I think I've I think I've said this on the podcast like a long time ago, but I just got really mad flipping through it on the toilet like two hours ago or so. If you're a kid and you like, if you're Tommy from Livonia, Michigan, and you sketch and like trace a drawing and it gets into the illustrations, and like you like or your parents help you like shade it and shit, and you're six years old and I'm ten years old drawing stick figures, giving it my heart out, and yours gets in the magazine, mine doesn't. That's fucked. Dude, I, I completely agree. I was so pissed mine never got in. I would I would run to my mailbox and check and try to make sure yeah. mine got in. I'm so happy, guys, Wait, that a whole month. I, I've had to have, like, sent in, I would say, a dozen pictures. The USA Hockey Magazine never got in it once. Never. And you never – you always thought, like, you know what? Maybe they'll take this bad one and, like, throw maybe, it. Maybe, There's always – Maybe they'll like this picture of Scott Mellonby I made back when I was, like, eight. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, like – I, it's just to me like if you're you're not that good at art at eight years old you know like you're not fooling anyone dude like i've seen eight-year-olds draw before it's not that impressive yeah no i agree with that that's a, that's a really good point dude however oh, i did good. see biz dev dale's ears perk up because you can't share the magazine because they have great leads right dale the whole magazine is filled with leads which uh brings me to my next point if if you want me to go in go yeah. for it yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just out here grinding. I've been really trying to get a beef jerky sponsor. Uh, diving through the analytics, listeners, uh, salty snacks are the favorite food. So if anybody's listening and cares to uh, give me your two cents, what type of sponsor would you like for the podcast? Um, could be anything, really. So We have some good leads out there with some beef jerky. You've been doing a really good job of that, dude. Got a free sample pack, which was nice. Um, I think I think it's so weird that like we've gotten so much beef jerky since we started in this podcast, <laughs> this hockey podcast. Just we love we love beef jerky. Dude. Yeah, old old trapper hit me back too. So I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, oh, boy. Uh, my hero of the week goes to uh, Luke Robitaille. He was uh, interviewed, and this is what he had to say: Montreal's toasted hot dogs are so good. Wayne Gretzky once gave the Kings equipment manager cash to get forty-eight for them after the game. Unreal. Have you ever had a toasted hot dog from Montreal? I haven't, but it sounds like a great time. How? There you go. Oh, I have never, I have never uh, toasted a hot dog. Can you explain to me what it is again? Uh, it's a, it says a Montreal toasted hot dog. What is it? Business Dale, can you tell me what a Montreal toasted hot dog is, dude? No, I wish. What yep. do you mean, though? That's your job. That's why you're on the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus, dude. And while, he look, while he's looking that up, Hal, what are, what are your heroes, dude? Two heroes really quick. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to friend of the podcast, Carter Hutton, who only has six wins this season so far. Linus, Linus Olmark has seven. So right now, 14 games played. He's going to play about 42. Let's just say he's a quarter of the way through. He would actually be on pace for 24 games at this point or so. So if only you made that bet one year later. My other hero of the week and this is kind of a weird one. Claude Julien, um, I think he's about to get canned by Montreal. They're on a huge skid right now. The Bruins blew him out 8-1 last week. Like It's just been a really tough go. When Claude Julien uh, left the Bruins, I wrote one of like the four blogs um, I think I've ever written on this website in my like four years, uh, talking about how he was the biggest trader ever and how it broke my heart. 
Uh, I just want to say, even though he pulled that scumbag move, uh, I hope he gets remembered as a really good coach. I think his time has passed in this league. I think we were right when we thought that. I don't know if he should be an NHL coach again. Um, but yeah, I think I think when you look back, I just hope people look back at this generation of coaches. I hope they see Claude Julian as like one of the elite. This might be a really dumb question, dude, but when Claude Jul- Julian, uh, he was fired, right? Mm. Was he fired mid-season? Yeah. Did you guys make the playoffs that year? Oh, shit, dude. No, I don't think so. Oh, very few years you guys haven't made the playoffs. I can't remember. I think we actually did. I think we did because I think the previous two years we didn't make it. Yeah, because when Bruce Cassidy took over, we definitely made the playoffs. I'm like 95%. Was that that an early season thing? I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I don't. Dude, I don't. I think it was like mid-season. I don't know. I think I'm losing my mind right now. Yeah, but you also liked him. Like, I'll always remember when Elaine Vignon got fired because I hated him, and it was after our last game. That's just something that's going to stick to me. But, like, you like so I get that. Okay. All right. Any, any update on the toasted hot dog sale? Yeah, so they're, they're called uh, Steamies or Toasties. There's two uh, traditional hot dogs in, in Montreal. Hang on. It's a toasted bun. With a hot dog inside it? Hang on. I'm almost there. This is peak podcasting. Okay, okay. Here it is. Here it is. Here, here it is. Toasty, referred in English as toasties, which are grilled or toasted until crisp. Slightly more expensive and less popular. So they're just like a crispier hot dog on a toasted bun? Yes. Do they look the same? Are they red? I don't know. I'm really only getting steamings. I don't know much, though. I'll tell you this much. I don't know what a steamy is. I think I'd rather have a toasty over a steamy, though. I don't mind a steamy, dude, because isn't that what Stewart's hot dogs used to be? They used to be in, like, those little steam shacks? Oh, yeah. Here's a good question. When you go to Stewart's, which is our local gas station, it's the summertime. They have a grill out front. They're making grilled hot dogs on the grill, or they have the roller inside. Are you going roller or are you going grill? Roller. Okay. If you're at home... And you have hot dogs. Are you going to microwave boil them or are you going to grill them? Grill them. Right. Yeah. So there's a, it, I guess it depends on the hot dog. The few, one of the few places I'll eat like a steamed hot dog is a hockey rink. Hockey? Yeah, dude. The Adirondack Thunder, I don't think they grill yeah, those things. Awesome. I think those things are steamed. They're good. I'll say one thing about the Adirondack Thunder game. You work for a stand-up organization. I went, I bought two hot dogs uh, and like, I think like a blue light for like 10 bucks. And I was like, wow, that, that would have cost me like $25 at Bruins game. Their hot dog's pretty good though, right? Not bad, dude. Yeah, I mean, and I really know the taste of hot dogs because I don't put any condiments on them. So I'm literally just tasting straight dog. <laughs> so like I get the whole taste. So I think they're pretty good. They passed my test. Fair enough. Dale looks like he's dialed in on these hot dogs. So but I think I think we're going to move on. I think, I think we're good on that. Um, last, yeah. yeah. They're just toasted until crisp, but they're more expensive, so it sounds good. All right, well, he bought 48 of them. Uh, last one, three stars. Play the music. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. The Buffalo Sabres just got their assistant equipment manager. First 2000th game, they bought him a snowmobile. thought it was a pretty cool move. Coincidentally, his last name was Babcock. Some people are like, what's going on? Don't worry, guys. It's not the Mike Babcock that everybody hates right now. Um, but we did this before as what you'd want if you played in your 1,000th game as an NHLer. But I think your answer is going to be different if you're an assistant equipment manager. So 
Our three stars of the week are the top three things you'd want for your 2000th game as an assistant equipment manager. My third star, I've never done Adderall, but I've heard that Adderall is something that really dials you in. When you're an equipment manager, I feel like you're like 100% in it. Like, dude, you're up all hours of the night doing whatever you need to do. I feel like, and I get really grumpy when I'm tired. Both of these guys can uh, can kind of get down with that. I probably want a prescription of that to dial me in a little bit. Yeah, dude, I don't know. That was like, I got to be honest with you. And a prescription. I wouldn't be recreationally using it. It would be like, I need it. I did this. So I didn't look at this topic. Um, and I didn't look at your answers at all. And I was really thrown off guard uh, when your first answer was Adderall. Your reasoning totally makes sense. My number three star was going to be a chainsaw, but I feel like I wasn't really feeling this like this like subject out much. I just think like having a really cool chainsaw would be nice. Assistant equipment managers are like salt of the earth people. They don't hire people to do their lawn work. Like right, whenever so they I, get home from the rink at eight o'clock in the morning after working a 24 hour shift, they're on the lawnmower again after it. Right. And they're, and they're like handy. So you get them a toolbox for home too, like a dope ass toolbox. Yeah, dude. Craftsman back. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's a good answer. How I like that. Uh, <laughs> I, you, my, my, my second star goes to one of those ninja pressure cookers that was on Amazon for cyber Monday. Everybody's been telling me that they're fucking real deal. And if you're an equipment manager, you probably don't have enough time to really be making food all the time. I've heard these ninja things are unreal. Shout out to Ninja if they want to be sponsored by us. I would probably want a ninja pressure cooker. I'd be pretty fired up about that. Air fryers. Air fryer or whatever it's called. Is that what it's called, Dale? I mean, there's there's more. No, there's a difference between a pressure cooker and an air fryer. There is, but air fryers. I want an air fryer for Christmas. I think I wanted an air fryer. I'm kind of nervous about them. I like the sense of a pressure cooker because I guess it can like cook chili in like 10 minutes. It's a crock pot on steroids. That's but what I'm saying. If you're an assistant equipment manager, you don't have time to be fucking making shit. At the same time, dude, like a couple, um, a couple weeks ago, what's that? Oh, we had like I had a pot roast in a in a crock pot. We put it in at like six thirty before we left work, and we got home at five, and it was just like falling apart. I just don't know if you can get that same effect when you're cooking it that fast, dude. Yeah. Is it like is it like a microwave compared to an oven? Do you know what I mean? I don't know the answer. I don't have one. I'm not an equipment manager, so. But it's a really, I mean, that was a really good pick, dude. Thanks. Um, Felt good about it. And Dale, while we're doing this, if you want to come up with three things that you'd want for your 2000th game as an assistant equipment manager, you can. I just don't want you to think that you're not involved here. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do have something. I kind of want them for Christmas. I just would like your opinion on this and uh, any of the listeners. I kind of, I love, I love, you know, a clean glass of pond hockey, like fresh ice. And I like, I'm a skier. I like doing 360s and stuff. Is it weird if I want a pair of figure skates? Yeah. Like, yes. Like, I feel like I'm good at it. I feel like I'd be really good. I know it's, it's way out there, but, but like, I kind of want to start figure skating. I do like, <laughs> oh, I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. No, I don't know. I'm not going to, like, do it. <laughs> I, just, I just want a pair of figure skates to fuck around on the ice. What about, like, would you do, would you, like, go on the road and work for Disney on ice? If I got that good, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. My, I my, need, I my need aunt, a video of you on figure skates, man. My aunt was an Olympian figure skater, dude. She was in the ice cabades. I got it in my blood. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's something to file away, dude. I think, actually, dude, we've talked yeah. about it before on this podcast, and I still think we should go to it. There's that competition where, you're like, it's like the oh, downhill sure. skating. We're doing this again, dude. But Dale, but Dale should do it, dude. Dale would be good at it. 
Dude, we have a listener or a follower that's, that could get us hooked up to doing that. Dale. But it, it's just travel. Like, we'd have to travel yeah. there. But can you imagine if we did a documentary? It's that Red Bull crashed ice thing where you stop, oh, you start at the top of the mountain, you wheel down. Dude, Dude I, the I, world I, champion played, like, D3 hockey at, like, Becker. Oh, I want to do it. I think Dale could go on tour. That would be so sick, dude. Oh, that is so much cooler than figure skating, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, look at that, dude. Oh, man. I cannot believe that you just said you wanted to get figure skates for Christmas. I just want to do a 720 on skates, dude. I think I can do it. I think you can do that in ice skates, dude. Can I also say, I'm actually really enjoying having Dale on here, dude, because he's just saying some, like, funny shit. He's, like, one for seven on this podcast. Yeah, but he just told us he wanted figure skates, (laughs) man. Documented. All right. right. I'm on a hot streak. Let me just rip off my last idea right now. And these are, so you would get the, the, just so we're on the same page, we get the manager uh, figure skates. Yes. No, I I don't know what I'd get him. I just want figure (laughs) skates. All right. What else do you want, dude? I want to do a morning skate like competition or something where people send in pictures of them actually morning skate actually doing a morning skate like on the pond in the morning it's cold pond hockey season's coming up i think we do some kind of giveaway some kind of rating system it's like it's like hey if you got a if you got a rink in your backyard and you send us a picture of you skating it's like one point. It's like two points. It's not that hard to get to. But if you're if you're literally hiking out at six a.m. like to a to a reservoir to a pond like that you actually have to hike to like that's sick. That's if you the coolest picture. I don't know. I don't exactly. Dale, if you organize this, dude, I'll fund the prize pack that'll include like a sweatshirt, a winter hat, and a couple stickers. I think it's a good idea. I'm in. For, I'm in for that. So if you guys are listening, if you guys go out for morning skates, send in your pictures. Dale will get it going. We'll come out with like a, a PDF. We'll have the rules and shit. But you'll end up winning. You'll win a morning skate sweatshirt, a hat, and a, a couple pairs of uh, or a couple things of stickers. That's a good idea, Dale. I like that. Thank you. Biz dev, dude. Uh, my number my one star. Oh, can I do a number one? Oh, do you do number two yet, Hal? No, I haven't, dude. My number two star is gonna be. Uh, a nice leather jacket. I'm talking like a $5,000 leather jacket, like the best leather jacket this assistant equi- equipment manager is ever going to have. Every time he gets off the bus, ready to unload the bags, people are going to be like, who's that guy? Um, I just think like having the nicest jacket in the world, that'd be a good gift, especially if you're like the assistant equipment manager in like Winnipeg. No, I think that's a great pick. Also, when we're thinking of assistant equipment managers, are you picturing yourself as being one and like picturing yourself in this leather jacket? Yeah, I actually... What does uh, hair look like? Uh, it would be the same, dude. I actually came to this uh, conclusion like a week ago when all these equipment managers are like in their like 2000th career game. Uh, if I was making, if right now, I don't know how much equipment managers make, but I would take like $45,000 to be an equipment manager for an NHL team. Just dude, for that, you're going to be making tips from all the fucking players and shit too at the end of the year. I, I would love, I would love nothing more than that job. That is a great job. Oh. What, dude? Do you get your name on the cup? Nah, I don't know if you get your name on the cup, but you definitely get a ring, and you definitely get yeah. to lift it up on the ice after the game. Yeah, you're gonna, and you probably, I would assume you probably get a day with the cup because they only have twenty players. I don't know. Sometimes like trainer gets on the cup. There's like a fifty-fifty chance if you're the head equipment manager, your name gets on the cup. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, oh, it's your number one star, Ted. Good job. Number one, my number one star, dude, is I want a safe vehicle driving to and from the rink, rink with probably a lot of lot of room for. Uh, maneuverability i'd want a chevy tahoe dude a blackout chevy tahoe i want you know my uh the windows tinted i just feel like it's an american car american muscle 
if it breaks, it doesn't cost that much money to fix. I feel like if you're a legitimate assistant equipment manager in the NHL, if a team were to give me a Chevy Tahoe, I'd be pretty pumped up, dude. Yeah, that's huge, dude, because I didn't look at your list again, and it's off. I think your gift is a thousand times better. Uh, my gift was just going to be a plow and a trailer. Uh, for I hate that either, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, would your would your gift the plow and the trailer? Would that also be a part of you being an assistant equipment manager? Because when you get to the rink, you have to plow the rink. No, dude. I mean, it's for home, dude. It's like, it's it's for fun, dude. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't make the guy plow the. Can you imagine if you're like, here's this plow, I'll go get out there, pal. Yeah, here's a here's a sick Fisher plow, dude. Now now go plow our fucking parking lot. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I uh, I think a truck would be great, but I think we nailed it. Yeah, I mean, all those. Yeah. What's Dale looking up right now? He's looking up the the Stanley Cup thing. Yeah, so you definitely get a day with it. I'm just trying to figure out. I doubt you get your name engraved. All right, that's good enough for me, dude. I think if you get a day with it, then that just solidifies how great that job is. And this might kind of go off the rails, and I don't know how much time you guys have left, but if you had a day with the Stanley Cup, what would you do? Oh, fuck. Top of the head. I would do... It's during the summer. Yeah, all right. So I, I would wake up. If it was me, I'd wake up. I'd go to some sort of form of water in the morning. Um, after that, I would do something for the kids, um, something quick for the kids, like go to a rink or some shit like that. I wouldn't do a parade. I think a parade's a little much, but definitely like have kids come out to see it. After that, I'd have a private party at my house, family, friends, have a great private party, and then anyone who wanted to continue, like rent out a bar or something. I think mine's similar to you. I'd wake up, I would bring the cup to Stewart's with my Middle Grove people, and we'd celebrate there. And then from there, I'd probably go out to the water uh, for a couple hours, do a little bit of fishing. After that, maybe hang out with the boys, go on a golf course really quick, only play nine. I don't even golf, but there. listen, I don't like golf because I'm not good at it, but I will tell you this. Every time I've been golfing, it's been with like you guys, and I have a great time whenever we go. Like I don't, I don't even golf. I just kind of hang out, so I'd want to do that. And then you're right, do something for the kids, maybe organize like a street hockey tournament and like bring the cup there. And then at night, just get after it with the boys, family and friends. Huge party catered by Chipotle. Send it. I love I love that. Dale, I'd like to hear your answer. Too. That'd be great. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, order a shit ton of Spring Street tacos. Then go to Weibel Ave, have a barbecue, bring it out for the kids, go to the lake. Drink some seltzers out of it, um, and then and then yeah, I don't know Broadway, Caroline Street, get it going. It would be, dude. It would be really fucking cool to close down Broadway and Saratoga for like a Stanley Cup parade. No, I don't think you want to go parade, dude. Like, what do you mean, dude? <laughs> you're telling you're telling me that you've known me for how fucking long? You're telling me I don't like be the center of attention, dude. That's true, dude. You would have a parade. I'm sorry. You, you know what Ked's move would be, too? Ked would get, a, like, a fire truck. He'd be on top of a fire truck, like, on the ladder, like, as high as possible, or is in a cub. Probably, dude. I want to put – or, no, dude, a monster truck's more in my fucking – that'd be kind of cool. On top of Grave Digger, dude. Driving <laughs> on the <Broadway>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be sick. Rent Grave Digger for the day. <laughs> that'd be sick. But that was just, that was episode 110 of the Morning Skate. Hal, did, did Dale pass? I'm good with having Dale on the podcast as long as – whenever he wants to jump on, I'm good with it. Dale's more than welcome whenever he'd like. He brought the fire, dude. It, it, it was we were talking about this before. We are really strictly hockey podcast, but I wouldn't mind letting our listeners kind of like know kind of who we are. And I think bringing Dale in there for a little bit of just like random shit works. Yes, sponsorships. I am getting us one, so I, I'm hitting the leads. Oh boy, 
All right, we're going to get our LLC, too, so everything's going to be good. Um, but shout out to our listeners. Review, rate, subscribe. Let us know what you think. And if you guys go for morning skates, send it in. Dale's going to get that ripping. Anything else, boys? That's it, dude. Dale, you good, dude? Bad police. Bad police. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Well, I come from a little bit homegrown small town. Smoky Mountain's a nice place to hang around. Miss Shine, and that's where they make it. Put it in a jump, makes you want to get naked. But I jumped on a Greyhound bus one night. I took it all the way to the end of the line. Steps down in the sun when the feet hit the sand. What a long, strange trip. And I spent my whole a hold of that sail. Something about it makes you just want to dance. She loves to dance. And I spend my whole life around and around. Still